was thinking about stuff, Chris. What were you thinking about? I just keep on thinking about how hard it is for people in general, including ourselves, to consistently remember why we do things. And we always talk about missions, visions, values, right? Things like that. But it's like, it's really easy to forget that that is actually the point. And then everything to like, to consistently filter it through those lenses allows you to make decisions. And it's just easy to kind of get into the day to day. Cause there's all the small decisions that are really oftentimes don't need to be hyper-focused on like that secondary level of focus, uh, the secondary level of consideration where you're like, whatever, something needs to get ordered. This is what we order. So I'm just like, that's most of your life is living in. I order this, I clean that, I bring this in, I schedule that. And 90% of that stuff, because we've done the work beforehand, you don't need to go deeper and put the mission and the values into context. It's already established. And so you see at times these ebbs and flows in progression. And then when somebody, we start getting hungry about progression again, it, there's a moment or a time of like friction where it's like, oh yeah, like there's a bigger specific purpose that supersedes all of our feelings and what's going on in our lives in the context of this job and this place and just what it takes to consistently like refocus that so that everybody can move forward maybe more comfortably knowing that the uncomfortability is in the progress of doing something badass and just all the work that goes into that I just think about it a lot and I think about how I'm so idealist like in everything that we talk about even with Brittany my wife that like it'd be so easy if everybody just put aside their general personal feelings and looked at objectively like this thing that we're trying to do it'd be really easy we could all just move forward and it doesn't work like that which is what are some personal feelings that I mean, would get in the way the the standard personal feelings are always either a feel of failure or I'm really tired or you know like or I don't have this so I cannot progress to that or you know like all the stuff that's human like we do it to ourselves all the time um that's why you need good people around you and you and we and people need to be able to like refocus on something that is more of a true north to allow well to just to, to make it easier to move forward because sometimes it's just not going to be easy to move forward sometimes you need to just take a step and you know it's something we always read or i always read that i enjoy is if you want to be a writer, write and just can just you're a writer, then it doesn't mean you're going to be published, but like, that's what you have to do no matter yeah. what you have to keep doing it. And that's where I end up. I think holding a lot of frustration in our world is if you want to be a leader, push forward, progress. If you want to be a, whatever, make something in that arena. And sometimes it just takes, uh, we, we cart before the horse, meaning put too much planning, sometimes put too much, focus around what could go wrong instead of going, okay, I know and I believe I can figure things out as we go. And, and sometimes there's just this lack of start and just getting, getting that ball rolling that holds back anybody anywhere. Right. And, and consistently sometimes is like one of the most major Achilles heels in people who could be amazing, who never ever decide to be amazing because they're not willing to just start and then fail and figure it out and fail and figure it out. They'd rather know it's going to work out 
and put all the planning in, which ultimately ends up planning and planning and planning and planning. So that's yeah. my ramble, but that's, that's good. No, that's like that's... the big, that's like the big overarching theme of how, how I've been thinking lately. It's like, Oh, we, it could be so simple as to just say, Hey, you're free. Just start doing something and it'll be okay. And I know it'll be okay. Cause we all got your back. And even that alone, just bringing that trust onto the table is something. And even if it doesn't work out, it's going to be okay. Absolutely. Even if the thing that you do doesn't come to fruition. Totally bombs even. That's okay. Yeah. Because you still have the experience of learning something, doing something, like taking part in the process. Yeah. That's like where the learning comes from. It's not from like being on the mountaintop after you're done and it's victory is mine. I have accomplished this thing. Like that's a good feeling. Right. But to put it in the perspective for us and our coffee journey, when we were competing in barista competitions, when we won, when they call your name out and your first place, it's an amazing feeling. Absolutely. But that's not where the learning happens. The learning happened all the way from deciding, okay, I don't know what's happening. Right. I'm going to sign up. Uh-huh. I'm going to sign up and there's a chance that I'm just going to show up and not know anything. There's the chance that I'm totally going to bomb. There's the chance that I think I'm a lot better than I am and I'm going to have to discover that I actually suck. And that was me. That's that's fine. Yeah. And the you know, your first barista competition was in 2006 and then the first time you won a regional was 6 years later. Right. You know, that's a long, a long road to not just winning the competition, but everything that you learned up until that point. Yeah. Every year a step, like a place higher. Yep. Every year leveling up and then last place to eighth place to sixth place to fourth place. Maybe third place to first place. And the first step is the most annoying because there's the most unknown in the first step. Right. Right, you don't know the format, you don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're going to start something new, exactly. You know, it's if you can get into the first step and even just f- do terrible, at least you know what to expect for for step two. Right, and at least you know that, hey, Jared got last place, but he didn't die. Yeah, he's he didn't get okay. kicked out. Mm-hmm. Nobody laughed at him. Nobody right. looked at him and was like, "Oh, you're a total piece of shit." Actually, people went up to you and were like, "Hey." That was really entertaining. Inter- yeah, you should probably come back next year. For sure. And that was one of the cool things that we both heard from a lot of people. Yeah. You know, those Brent Fortune type people. And that, I think, is where we have an opportunity as leaders to remind people what they're here for. And right. encourage them to you know take that first step but also when it doesn't work out it's like let's come back let's try it again right it's still like highlight the good way Mm -hmm. yeah highlight the good and like okay come back now refine now do do better because i know you want to and you wanted to do a great job but it's okay like we're never gonna nail it first try i mean it's the same thing when you start a business you don't you for i mean for one right like if you're trying to take something to maybe a higher level so for instance there's like you don't typically go into a barista competition without at least trying to be a barista for a few, (laughs) for some time beforehand. You got to know the basics at the same time. Like when Chris Charles and I, like we didn't ever plan on starting a business to begin with. And then things happen and you find yourself wanting to express a direction. Um, at At the time 
prior to us opening, honestly, we weren't really too keyed into, oh, these are values and this is our mission and this is what we're setting out to do. It was more, we had ideologies and philosophies of how things could be. And we didn't see anybody necessarily executing on them. Some of which we actually disabandoned in the process of opening this company, realizing there's reasons people haven't uh, tried certain ideas. Uh, one of which we, we had all these crazy ideas. We're only going to serve... Uh, and Dutch Brothers does do a version of this, but they don't do the style of coffee we do. But like, we're only going to serve espresso-based beverages, or we're only going to do this, and we're only going to do that. All that to say, you decide to start a business, and you know it's not going to be perfect. But you still have this belief that something valuable could happen that's bigger than just Chris, Jared, and Charles. Like, you have a gift to share and a perspective to share that is worth pursuing. And you don't just, you, you go into it knowing that whatever it starts as, it will not be later. And to me, that seems so obvious and so simple. And at the same time, it seems like such a way for people to feel more free in their progression of, of progressing, of trying to do anything, right? Like whatever I start at is going to be the worst version of, unless you're like a genius, and uh, there's no way it's not just going to consistently get better. So why not take the pressure off? And that means you I mean, know, people must be putting that pressure on well, I think each other. People put that pressure on each other. People right. put that pressure on themselves. Absolutely and themselves. Culturally, the pressure is there. I mean, you don't work in a ton of places where you show up, work on something, make a mistake, and someone says, okay, this didn't work out. Let's talk about why, and let's look forward so we can help you learn and, and do it better next time. Right. That's you work normal. somewhere, and you make a mistake, and someone looks at you, and it's like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like, you know, I told the story when I worked in the board shop, and we were logging all the snowboards for the snowboard mm -hmm. season, and the dude, Nate, who worked the morning shift, didn't do shit. So I right. came in, and I was so far behind, just so far behind, and I'm like, my God, I got to log all these things, skew them, like rack them up. It's the holidays. I've got boxes of snowboards all over the floor. Right. And the store director came in at the time. And instead of asking why there were boxes of snowboards all over the floor, she said, you're way behind. And I said, yeah, I know. She's like, are you too stoned to figure this out? That was the answer. Yeah. And I feel like that's not super uncommon like it's, no. it's annoying and that that is not the kind of culture that makes someone want to be like yeah okay cool i'm really excited to do my best work now i really want you've inspired me to do this faster right you've really lit a fire and and shown me why this is going to benefit it, it it's it's annoying you know mm -hmm. people get slammed and i'm sure that rolls up levels right at, at each level you're dealing with other people's frustrations right you know that person had just inherited this store that was probably not doing super well they're incredibly stressed i don't know what's going on in their home life it doesn't make it okay but there's probably a chance that everything's just filtering down and i'm the brunt of all kinds of anger and anxiety because right. i'm just some teenage kid so i can talk to this person like that and that's annoying and you have enough experiences like that and for a lot of people it'll make you not want to try. It'll make you Absolutely. feel like I'm not, I'll trying, do bare minimum. I'm not trying to fucking get yelled at at yeah. work. I just want to be invisible. Yeah. I just want to come leave and hopefully nobody notices me because that's best case scenario. Cause every time before when I have been noticed, I got a big shit sandwich for it mm -hmm. and that sucks. Like people just fuck with me. Yeah. It's too bad. And that's again, where like 
this idealism that I have, I'm like, well, I can so see a place that's really easy. You just, you just recognize that like we're going somewhere and somebody's going to be at this level and you're going to get better. And you just work together and you say, you know what? You didn't work out this way. You did this thing. It didn't, you know, whatever you're, why aren't the snowboards coming in? Why aren't they being counted? Oh, you're on your own and you have a lot to do. Oh man, that sucks. Why isn't the other person doing it? Totally, totally. Well, I don't know why, but I'm not going to like rat on this person. I'm just going to do my best. Or, you know, in your cafes or even your high caliber jobs, it's like you, I figure you should hire people that share the dream of making whatever you're doing the best it can be. And then you expect them to come along that journey. And again, that's idealistic because not everybody has that. And even we get frustrated and, and have our moments where we don't necessarily want to spend the energy or have the energy to have those coaching moments as people you know come along on their journey slower in places and faster than others but if i mean if we were going to give some sort of like maybe advice or tool or thought like or maybe even an exercise like what what would you do if you had one cafe right yeah. okay say I'm going to shout them out. Okay, let's say that. Let's just get warmed up right now. I know. This, this is good. Is, well, because, okay, here's, here's the thing. Let's check this out. I'm going to throw out a scenario based on something I just saw. <laughs> yes. With shout out to our boy Jason, who worked at Daydream. He just jumped over to Commodity. And they gave him a lot of reins to this place. Like, okay, he's got, the, he's got like two very small staff. Let's say somebody, somebody's got this new staff. They got this place. They got a vision and they're about to deliver it clear enough. And it's like, okay, how do you, how do you inspire, have that connectional moment where you're like, all right, this is what I want out of this place as a general sense. I know you totally just got here and like got a job and I'm coming in with like kind of an idea. So is, is Jason the person with the vision or is he taking the vision from the people that own the the, situation? So he's the new vision. He has the vision. Yeah. He's the new visionary. And this could work for like a new manager anywhere. He's a new leader. Yes. And he inherited this staff of people. And now he has to get them juiced on the vision. And so, yeah. And just say, this is just like a standard cafe and you, which is probably a lot of people who might be listening, got hired because you have experience and you've got drive and you've got and the, the owners and the people who hired you need help in making something better. Yep. What is the exercise that you might use to help people, one, know, okay, we're going somewhere and this is meaningful for myself and for whatever, leader, insert, yourself. And how... How can we show up to like elevate this place? How can you, new person, me, new person, how can we show up to do this thing better than it's ever been done before? Yeah. The Cat and Cloud podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess no matter where you are. All you have to do is add hot water. Each steep pack is individually sealed in nitrogen flush, so it stays fresh, and it's got this special immersion filter. And the filter is ultrasonic sealed, which means it's sealed together with no glue, no staples, so there's no weird stuff floating around in your coffee. 
Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable, and they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on Steeped Coffee at steepedcoffee.com. That's S-T-E-E-P-E-D coffee.com. Asking your local retail stores to start carrying Steeped or having your favorite roaster reach out and get in touch. If you happen to be in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the Cat and Cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry and make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. I think the first step to that is understanding that when you get there as a new person, you don't know anything. And showing up and being like, guess what? I'm here. Here's the new vision. This is why you should be fucking psyched on it, even if it's really good. That's not going to work because people are going to look at you and be like, who are you? Also, you don't understand anything about me or what we do on the day to day. And it's the same thing if you if you hired someone for consulting. If you hired someone for consulting and they came in and just started telling you what to do, it's a pretty good sign that they're not a very good consultant. So mm-hmm. you need to spend time, one, asking questions, two, getting to know the people, three, being around all the different aspects of the day-to-day, and like creating this matrix mm-hmm. of what's the reality of the company, what do... What does the company seem to care about now, even if it's not going to be the end goal in the future? Mm. What do these individual people care about? Because one of the one of the key things that I've seen over our journey is people will do amazing work on your organization organization's behalf if they see how they connect to that right. work. Like and when they're getting as much out of it as you are. And I think step one is just being there and understanding like mm-hmm. setting aside everything else to just have these conversations to mm-hmm. ask people questions to see what the sticking points are to understand like what are your goals like what are you trying to do now it doesn't mean that you get to do those things at work it doesn't mean that you get to say i want it to be like this and that's how it's going to be but more broad scope than that like yeah what are you trying to do in general what are things that motivate you overall and Mm -hmm. then it can kind of help you identify what's going on maybe there's a match to be had maybe there's not a match to be had right you can kind of see this person is going to be on the path that i'm about to bring and about to be creating this is going to be a good ally for me and you can identify maybe this person is not going to be right in the long term still give them the benefit of the doubt for now but like information gathering yeah taking that time i think step one i think and and making sure that it's almost like even revisiting the same exact information gathering like a few weeks later after your shares because what'll happen could happen and we've definitely seen happen is people can kind of you can find out some information and you can kind of get people hyped and then you can kind of see where they're going to fit and then then there's this next level where it's like you get them excited because you see the potential and you see the potential alignment and they're like, yeah, I'm in, it's new, it's fresh, I'm excited, we're going somewhere. And then their real truth is that they're not necessarily interested in the long play of that work. They really did enjoy the process though of the engagement and the growth opportunity at the time, but it's not gonna be like a sustainable thing for their long haul career. Like they're not as invested in it as you are. And that idea of 
the leader being able to spot the potential does not necessarily mean the potential will come because the human being that has that potential maybe doesn't have the drive to go for that. And that's, that's something that I, I degree, like double down and agree is like you can collect all that information, but then you, you kind of test and retest before you even make an official plan. Like you can share some ideas about where you'd like to go in the future, but don't invest too quickly in your key players when you're doing that. Well, yeah, exactly. Because like what you're saying in a roundabout way, not a roundabout way, what I'm hearing is you don't really know who they are yet. And you have right. to do a little bit more exploration, revisiting that to like see. Like why they want to get on board. Do they want it because they're going to get some money and a promotion and maybe some more power? Yeah. Do they want it because they actually want it and love it? Or do they want it because they're just getting attention and they're a part of the game, which is also super important. And everybody should get that opportunity anyway. That's a great motivator is to help people feel like their work actually matters. So like that should happen anyway. But it's not often enough to get somebody to step up to the next level. It just might help them to be their best self at that standardized place. Call it a barista. Call it a concierge. You know, like that might be the top of where they want to be in your organization. And that can't be bad. But you need to know, like, the truth. Like, is this person really going to be excited about building a food program or a, or a new uh, bar cocktail program or whatever? Pairings. Yeah. You know, like, that goes back to culture, too, because people are going to default say yes. Absolutely. You know, if you offer someone boss, a promotion, yeah. a chance for more responsibility, which comes along with more money. Yeah. People are going to be like, yeah, I want that. I want that. They see it as up and they're not they're not doing the hard work a lot of times yeah. to think about is this actually going to be fulfilling to me? What right. does it actually mean to have this job? What does it mean to carry this weight? Because as you go up, you're carrying more weight. Right. Even if it sometimes looks like you're doing less, there's a bigger burden on your shoulders, and that's super real. So, yeah, going back and seeing, is this, is this my person? Is this not my person? And if that's not your person to bring to the next level, and you identify that person who is going to be a killer at this job for you know X amount of time. Right. That's awesome, too, because then you can speak truth into what that person's contribution is when it comes time to roll out that new vision and see where everybody plugs in. Let's say you have someone who is an amazing barista, amazing guest service, has no, no dreams of leadership at all in the conventional sense. They're going to school, they show up, they kick ass, and that's going to happen for a year because mm-hmm. they're going to graduate and go teach or you know do whatever they're sure. gonna do you can tell them like hey i see where your life path is i see that you're super engaged here this is where we can really use you we're building up to this and we need a strong player at this one location who can do these three things and these three things are going to allow all these other things to happen. So I know it might seem like you show up every day and do the same thing over and over again. And in some ways you do, but let me tell you how valuable that is. And let me tell you how much that means to not just me, but to everybody else that comes in and how it positively affects the team. Dude, there's two huge things there too, that I think could be glazed over. And I just want to make sure they're highlighted is like one that encourages the person, obviously makes them feel awesome. And it makes them see that they're their job, even though it might not change, is connected. The other part is recognizing that it's okay if they, and even highlighting, yo, I know you're out of here in a year, but you're like an incredible placeholder until that year is over. And the part that is the most important there is recognizing that people are valuable even when they're about to bounce in a year. Don't, don't commit only to the six-year player 
who you really don't know is going to stay six years anyway, or the lifer who's committed to you from the beginning. Cause again, everybody will change, grow and be different. The most important thing is to recognize like if somebody is the best for the promotion and they might be there for a year, promote them and say, Hey, I'm promoting you, but I really need you at the end of this year when you get ready to leave to be ready to like bring up somebody else and to, to pass on all that knowledge. Like that's what this year is going to be about. You're going to get it. We're going to give you that whatever extra cash, extra stuff. I know you're out of here, but you deserve this while you're here because you've absolutely earned it. You're the best person for the job, which means you're the best person to pass this knowledge on to the next person. And it allows us time for these people to develop instead of what people often do is they're like, well, so-and-so said they're leaving in a year. So we're just going to like promote this person who's actually not ready. And it's going to just, it's going to set back your whole organization. And that to me, and I know to you is actually a huge mistake and a missed opportunity that we have also done, but also I'm like, we've argued against in the past and lost in, in the past. And I, I'm really glad to be aligned with somebody who's able and willing to do something like that. Yeah. I mean, if you, if, if everybody remembers last year, if everybody remembers 2020, we can all kind of Never put, into, forget. put into perspective how long a year actually is. Yeah. How much stuff happened? How many emotions did we feel? You know, whether you own a business or not, a lot can happen in a year. If you have someone that's going to be with you for a year, that's kind of a long time. Absolutely. It's, it's not trivial. You know, it's no mm -hmm. trivial amount of time. And hopefully at work at your organization or on whatever projects you're working on, you don't have any trivial people. That's mm -hmm. the goal. You know, you might have people that are only going to be there for a small amount of time, but you don't want to have trivial people. You don't want to have dead weight. You don't want to have people that aren't engaged. And that's the difference because I don't want people to misunderstand. We've talked in the past about investing in the people in leadership and not investing in people who are, you know, being wary of spending all of your time on problem people. And, sure. it, and it's important to identify the difference between problem people who are people that are culturally toxic, negatively affecting others versus people who don't have the desire to grow in that traditional sense into leadership, but are actually still doing a kick-ass job. Right. You can't just ignore those people either. No. You can't just be like, well, I'm really focusing on growing my leadership right yeah. now. I'm just going to let you fizzle out. Yeah. You have to touch base with those people mm -hmm. or have people who are going to touch base with those people on your behalf. And it's important to, to recognize that right. it's like, everybody's got their own thing that they bring. They're all their little coals. They need to get stoked every so often and get that oxygen into them to get them burning again. Yeah. It, it's for I sure. Mean, we need it. And we're in charge of helping other people see that they need it and need to give it. And it's, it's absolutely one of the most crucial things to put on the table. It could be so simple. It doesn't, mm -hmm going back to the the, the snowboards you right. know i totally get how my boss could be frustrated that all these boards are here sure cool question that's not coddling me or anything she could have looked at me and been like how can we make this happen right that's a great question i could have been like um okay well i'm a little behind but i see that there's two people in golf and golf is really slow right now can i borrow a right. person from golf and we can hammer this out in half the time i'll get it done you know within two hours it's just opening that door to allow people to kind of i don't know feel like they're fucking contributing right to, to something feel like 
hey, I value you in some way. Yeah. Because track record is part of it too, which we didn't touch on. You know, mm-hmm. I worked there for a long time and always did good work. Right. I actually had the guy who managed the board shop part of it hit me up on Instagram a couple months ago and was like, hey man, I just wanted to tell you that I really enjoyed when you worked for me. I knew that when you were there, I never had to worry about anything. And it was a really good feeling in the sea of a lot of other bullshit going on. So thanks for that. And I'm like, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. I wasn't a manager. I wasn't in leadership. I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything, you know, like that. I was just a solid presence that was there and having someone reach out and tell me that even if it was years later, I'm like, dude, that means a lot. That means absolutely means a lot. Yeah. I think that's interesting too, because that question alone is like, what what would it take to get this done it also just allows you to know where that person's at like are they going to yeah. engage with that question or are they going to drop and be like nah, i don't know man yeah and you'll know uh, and then, you, then you know and then it's like okay cool this person isn't necessarily interested in this or comfortable talking about this and that's something to just note it could be for a right. number of different reasons and it might not even be that they're a poor cultural fit or a poor employee you know if this person is like the big boss jumping in, you can be intimidated and you can let that be. Not let that be. You can pass the conversation to the person who's tighter with them to have it and be like, hey, big boss asked you for some input and you didn't give it to him. You had a really good opportunity to show your worth and you could just have a fun com- conversation. Or you could find out that, oh, this is, a, this is maybe not the right person for the company in the long haul. Again, though, you're, you're just trying to gather information and bring people in and give them the opportunity to know that they're valued and that they're ideas are valuable too even if you don't use them you wanted to hear them which is to me also something that I think is a low-flying plane for a lot of people they don't realize that when you ask questions the response matters it's not just like you know like it's not just like oh the owner's got to engage with me so they're just like giving me a passerby question like However I sound, and then again, it it does oftentimes come off. I do ride this line of like, is he serious or not? That's just who I am. Unfortunately, I work on that. If if we're like sitting down having a seriously, yeah, I'm down with that. But it is hard for some people to pick up on that. Either way, know that like I'm listening when I ask a question, however ADD and aloofy I look. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely noticing how the response is going and paying attention. You switch between ultra bubbly and serious questions like, really fluidly, and it's, like, I could see how it would be. Absolutely. People are like, what are, you, what, what? Yeah. are we just having a laugh, or are we having a discussion? I mean, Grace literally thought I was making a joke about consomme when we went to get quesabiria until we sat down, and she goes, she'd laugh every time. She's all, you sound so sultry when you say that, thinking I'm like joking, and we sit down, and she's all, Oh, it's actual consomme and all. That's yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, you deliver with that sarcastic tone sometimes. We're like, we want to go get some quesadilla. Yeah, quesadilla. Consomme? Get some consomme. You're like, is that? that a movie line? Get a nice what? dip in that consomme. It tastes so good. It's funny. It's cool too because you can kind of, um, you can kind of poke a little bit more and see how many levels you can get. Right. Where if For you sure. ask someone a question, hey, what's it going to take to get this done? They're like, I don't know. I don't think it's possible. And then you can poke them one more time. Be like, okay. If it's not possible, what would it take to get here? I don't know. What if we just did this? Right. And, and if all three levels are just completely defeated, you kind of have an idea of yeah. who you're dealing with. But you might click on something that's like, oh, I can get halfway for sure. If we right. do this, that, and that, I can get like two-thirds of this done by 5 o'clock. It won't be done by the end of the day, but it'll be really good progress. Mm-hmm. 
okay, that's awesome. Right. Like, that's great. Let's do that. Yeah. You know, that's powerful too. Would and you then you open can kind to of an idea. That, oh, I can fucking step this to where I need to go. Yeah. You know, not every question is all or nothing all the time. In fact, most of them aren't all or nothing. And that's the <laughs> best thing to realize. And that's kind of where this conversation started, right? Is it's like, it's never all or nothing, even though I am absolutely the first when it comes to like life and things that I catastrophize myself go all or nothing. But it's not a place I do that with our business. It's not all I don't, which is awesome blessing for myself. I'm like, nah, it's all just like forward movement. Even when it's failure, it's forward movement because somebody learned and somebody got better. And that's why you take that full circle back. There's never an all or nothing there. And therefore flow chart style, you're free unless we tell you literally not to do something. And that's in leadership and that's, yeah, that's specific too. It's not like there is rules. I'm not saying that. You have to you earn your right you to want make things. And it's yeah. Fine. yeah. You, you still have to abide by our rules. You still have to follow the values of the company. You still have a day to day thing, which is to inspire connection by creating memorable experiences. But you remember, like, that is literally your job for the day to inspire connection by creating memorable experiences. And people are like, but you make coffee. I'm like, yeah. Now what? Hey, that's the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening. I know this is the time, uh, the shameless, like classic, we need your help, but we do want to get our message out there and we do want to share this with a lot of people. So if you could share this with others, you could subscribe, you could rate, you could review. It would greatly help us as we continue to push through not only the YouTube as it's fresh, but also the general podcast as we took nearly an entire year off from doing it. And so please do so, share it. I believe that we have some information and some perspectives that could help not only people in the coffee industry, but people in any industry, any walk of life. So do us that favor, do us that solid, bring us that love, and turn up for us, please. And I hope you all have a great time. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.